you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1. Zobria. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells to stop functioning properly, resulting in numbness, tingling, burning, and pain in the feet and legs. It may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to improve the functioning of these nerve cells. You can get Zobria risk-free by going to zobria.com. That's zobria.com and get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's your weekly opportunity to pose a question. You can send your questions to radio program at AOL.com. That's the email address for our Q&A sessions. And we've got quite a lot in the mailbag. With me today is Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence. And from what our statistics are showing... Uh, this is a pretty popular podcast because well, we do quite a few podcasts during the week. This is among the most popular every single week. Nine million downloads so far. And uh, Q&A with Layla is a listener favorite. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> so uh, thanks, Layla, for your contribution. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have a pretty good synergy on this because yep. uh, together we're a whole brain. Yeah. 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 So, Mm-hmm. Uh, we fill in the gaps for each other. Okay, so uh, before we get to questions, um, one uh, interesting thing that uh, happened in the clinic, we, your patients say the darndest things. <laughs> Art link letter. Art link letter. Kids say you know, the darndest you know, things. I had the book. Right, you have the book. Kids yeah. say the darndest Well, patients say the darndest things. Patient comes in, and uh, patient was describing what it was like when she had COVID. Hmm. And uh, so... Uh, she came up with a surefire, low-cost way to mm-hmm. determine if you have COVID at home. Now, they have these home testing kits, but there's a big shortage of them. Sometimes they're not that accurate. Yes. We've seen it again and again. People have tested positive, but then again, the next time they've tested negative, mm-hmm. they got the real authoritative test. Mm-hmm. So here's the test. What you do, she, she related, is you take a bunch of wasabi, you know, with that really spicy green mustard. Yes. That you get with your sushi and your sashimi. Right. Yeah. And that stuff uh, can really take the top of your head off. Yeah. If you're not careful. I mean, you get... It could blow up your sinuses. Exactly. Mm. You know, and in fact, there's a a case, and I remember this case very well from, it was a medical journal, it was a short case report in, I don't know, JAMA or New England Journal of Medicine about Mm -hmm. uh, a patient who inadvertently thought it was like, oh, listen, I'm going to have some of this nice green stuff that's on the side of the plate, and just like took the whole gob and ate it, (laughs) and immediately turned beet red, uh, started to sputter and (laughs) cough, 
staggered out on the, uh, of the restaurant and had to be resuscitated <laughs> because they went into like respiratory arrest or something. Oh my goodness! And you know, there's this actual case report of uh, adverse effects of um, wasabi mm. ingestion, mm-hmm. uh, and or a big wad of it. <laughs> So, and I'm always very careful to use, like, hey, it's a, a little bit, dab, you know, and then a little then it's, bit. invariably it's too much. It's like sure. a regret that I used it. Sure. So this I love this stuff. <laughs> when she got COVID, uh-huh. uh, loss of taste and smell is a feature of COVID. Yeah. It's, a, it's almost uh, pathognomonic for COVID, which is a fancy word. It means it's the, the, the telltale symptom. It's better than fever. It's better than, you know, even yeah. PO2, which only goes, you know, the fingertip uh, monitor. Right. Uh, Your pulse ox. Pulse ox. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. You really deteriorate that. But to, if you initially have COVID, how do you know? Uh, as opposed to a cold or a flu, you could lose your taste and smell very often. So she took like a big wad of wasabi, mm-hmm. put it in her mouth, mm-hmm. and it tasted bland like mashed potatoes. Wow. Like, Don't try this at home. Don't, try this at home. Don't put a whole wad in your mouth. <laughs> Just try a little bit and see if you taste any. Right, you might have COVID. You might right, not have COVID. you might not have COVID, and then we don't want to have to resuscitate you yeah. from so wasabi. Kind of, kind of crazy. So anyway. yeah, uh, that's really something. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that is uh, a little patient vignette. Uh, in a or serious vein, a mm. uh, very interesting article came out today in Politico, mm. uh, which is you know one of those yeah kind of publications that uh, surveys the. National scene. Yeah. Uh, headline Diet related diseases pose a major risk for COVID 19, but the U.S. overlooks them. Mm-hmm. Other countries, so they say, have been galvanized to confront diet issues. The U.S. has had no such wake up call. Now, yeah. it's interesting to me that there's these all these big bills before Congress that uh, uh, plan to expend enormous amounts of money mm-hmm. on problems, problems like global warming. Problems like uh, inequity. Yes. Uh, and, but when it comes to, I think, one of America's most pressing problems, which is nutrition. Oh, big one. And the consequences of adverse nutrition on Americans, uh, there's no plan. All those trillions of dollars, they're not designed to improve. I mean, maybe buried within there, there's some nutrition education, maybe a couple of grants. Uh, I, I, I'd like to see it, but, you know, I think my eyes would glaze over to read the whole thing to find, like, two paragraphs about nutrition. Well, good nutrition flies in the face of big food. That, too. Yes, yes. So, and it's big, a problem. And big pharma. Also. And big pharma, yes. Because, you know... If, if, big pharma wants you sick so they can treat you. So, you know, yeah. be obese, be diabetic, be whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a, a plot to make you sick, but they're no. okay with you being sick because... They're okay they with you being sick. So, uh, they say um, the same week British Prime Minister Boris Johnson was admitted to intensive care for COVID-19. As we well know, two studies came out identifying obesity as a significant risk factor for serious illness and death. It was already known in April 2020, and I've been writing and talking about it ever mm-hmm. since. Yeah. So, yep. now, uh, lo and behold, Politico has discovered this, It's you know, belatedly. Uh, but what they're saying is that uh, there are initiatives in the U.K., because Boris Johnson, who had COVID, is now uh, really on a campaign to uh, help uh, Brits become fitter because he was a little bit, had quite a bit of a punch and he was eating junk food and he kind of had a teachable moment. Uh, according to Marion Nessel, 
Yes, NYU. Who is at NYU? She's a professor and author of numerous books about food policy. Nobody is doing anything about this. Nobody is saying this has to stop. Mm -hmm. uh, and how do we stop it? With great difficulty and political will. Yes. If you don't do anything about it, she says, you have to take on the food industry, which no one wants to do. Right. And by the way, her name is, is Nestle. It's Nestle, not Nestle. It's like Nestle. Yes. It's spelled like Nestle, but it's Nestle. And she's careful to point out that there's no relation. Yes, 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 yes. So, um, blah, blah, blah. they also say there's a deep-seated belief in America that obesity and other diet-related diseases are the result of personal choices and anything the government does to meddle with our diets is an assault on American liberty. Okay, I mean, look, I don't think we want to turn this into an anti-state. I think education is uh, superior to mandates. Absolutely. Americans are artery and they don't respond well to mandates. You know, informed consent. Yep. Is, you know, informed consent. There's 1,400 calories in that pancake breakfast you want. Do you want it now? Yeah, well, then you you, you know. Right. You know that it's but 1,400 calories. There's perverse incentives yeah. for uh, underwriting the costs of cheap food ingredients. Yes. Because they're agricultural subsidies for sugar, for corn, yeah. for wheat, and for the things that go mm -hmm. into uh, processed foods. Exactly. So that. Give them the shelf all life. The economic mm -hmm. incentives are aligned mm -hmm. to promote. Uh, the use of that. And then there's the food industry, which tempts us with ever more flavorful and addictive. Uh, yes, they've hijacked our taste buds. Yeah. So, pretty much. Uh, researchers have estimated nearly two thirds of COVID 19 hospitalizations in the U.S. were related to obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and heart failure. Uh, patients with a body mass index of 45 or higher. That's quite high. What's yours? That's morbid obesity. Morbid, morbid obesity. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anything above 24.9 is overweight. I think mine's above 30. Minus 24, but it's. You know, there's a little problem with the BMI. Twenty-three. Very it is. You're like a running, like a uh, a running back for yeah. NFL football. Uh, you could have a BMI of thirty. Right. You could be like you know five eleven and one hundred and ninety pounds. That makes yeah. your BMI a little high. Right. Like but you're rippling muscle. muscle. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we don't like BMI more yeah, than we do. Uh, body composition. Body composition is great. You do with your patients. Exactly. You walk in your office, you have them stand on the scale. Right. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so um, anyway, there's a nice long article in there I posted on Facebook, which I'm not enamored with. I have an article that I've written about the rebranding of Facebook, which is going to go yeah. to our newsletter next week about the metaverse. Oh, and right. What are some, you know, like, what are we doing? We're creating a uh, more and more artificial realities that we can lose ourselves into. Hmm. And um, pretty soon we're going to be spending more time in, in a, in a, Synthetic world than True. the real world. True. I know there were certain uh, certain uh, uh, instances at concerts where everybody's got up their cell phone to record, and the artist is up there saying, "Put your phone down and enjoy the concert. Experience, yeah, exactly. Experience the right. concert. Right. What is wrong with you people? Put the phone away and be here. Be present." And, you know, there all these gadgets are made to be... As Ram Dass once said, that's a blast from the past from the 60s, be here now. Be here now. Be here now. Right. But, you know, if, if, in terms of presence, mm -hmm. in terms of... Uh, they, we, everybody's already addicted to their device. They can't stop looking at it. It's the new smoking. So, yes, it's even going to be more addictive. Yep. This is very, very sad. Yep. Very sad. Yep. You know, it's just, 
I ride the subway every day. Well, every the days that I'm coming here to this office or to another office or something. But then I see the people, they don't even look up when we've stopped at a stop and there are people getting on and off. They are not even aware of who's sitting beside them yep. or anything. Absolutely. I find it very, very concerning. Yep. You want to be aware of your surroundings, especially here in big, bad New York. Yep. You need so. to uh, be wary. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get to questions, shall we? Yes. We do. We actually have a statement from Bonnie Fields, from who's the national sales director. I go way back with Bonnie because Bonnie yeah. was the when I was first doing public speaking. Uh, she invited me to a conference. I think it was in uh, South Carolina or Georgia. Uh, uh, where it was one of the early conferences in the late 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, I gave a talk on whatever. I think I gave a talk on gastrointestinal issues then. Okay. Yeah, already, because I was already into that. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, so she and I go way back many decades. Anyway, mm-hmm. she, she, I think she used to work for ecological formulas. Mm. And uh, now it's cardiovascular research. Cardiovascular research, yes. right. Okay. The ecological formulas slash cardiovascular research, the makers of magnesium taurate. Uh, she says, hello, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. I was really happy that I tuned into your Q&A recently, just in time to hear the questions about the reliability of Labdor, the Mark Cuban company, especially in their rating of cardiovascular researchers magnesium taurate. I really appreciate the research you did on Labdor. And all of that, uh, I've, I've been with cardiovascular research 24 years now. Thank you for talking about cardiovascular research. I thought it would be helpful to attach our own certificate of analysis on magnesium taurate. Uh, and, you know, in addition to our ongoing goal of introducing unique... Wait, excuse me, the yes. allegation by Labdor is that it was they got a D-plus... Yeah, it got because, a D-plus because... Because of, it had arsenic in it. Or something like that, yes. But, okay, yeah. so she's going to explain that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So what they, uh, what she was saying here is, I appreciate both of you putting into perspective how soils and plants contain naturally occurring levels of arsenic. You can't avoid arsenic. It's in the environment. So if you use a a rice filler, which is commonly used for gluten-sensitive people, it's a pretty good filler. It is, but that rice may have arsenic in it because brown rice pulls it from the soil. A smidge. A smidge. The most most inconsequential smidge. Right. Exactly. And it's detectable. So the statement is technically true that there is arsenic. Yeah. But it ain't arsenic and old lace, you know, like a, like a, you know. If you go home and test your drinking water right now, you're going to find at least some minute amount of arsenic there. And anything in your plant, in your potted plant, your the soil. Doctor Oz got in plant. trouble for talking about arsenic. He was talking about arsenic and apple juice that kids were drinking. And yes, it it's another source. So then the industry like came yes. at him like like a you know yeah and, yeah. But uh, it's a true statement. I mean, if you overconsume rice, mm-hmm. overconsume apple juice, exactly. but keep going. Exactly. No, this is it, and that she confirms uh, that Labdor cannot be considered a reliable and objective source for evaluating nutritional supplements without going into all the details of that article and that research. But, you know, she's thanking us for bringing it up, and they have their own certificate of analysis on magnesium taurate, you know, to for view. Yeah, which which is yeah. all goes to show you that if you see a statement, and these days there's so many in many mm-hmm. realms, in the health realm, uh, in the medical realm, in the political realm, vet it. Yes. Vet it. Like, look behind the statement. 
Even some of the pronouncements by the CDC look a little deeper. Yeah. See what the underlying uh, bias might be mm-hmm. or critique it. it. Sometimes these things are fine and quite respectable and objective and you know innocent of undue influence or distortion. Yeah. But these days you really have to look behind the headlines it's and true. behind the statements because it's kind of injurious to say, Oh, this, this supplement is bad. It's got arsenic in it. You know, yeah. it's like, and then, and then all of a sudden it, it throws a scare into people. It poisons the well. Oh, it does. It yeah. really, really does. Yep. Good point at which to pause because we're going to replenish the well. <laughs> we're going to go to the well to get some vital information from one of our sponsors. So let's hear it. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine, and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD Plus melatonin, as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our questions, Lou. Oh, we've got a question here. We've got an email from Elsie. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I'm a relatively healthy person with the exception of my LDL and total cholesterol. And my doctor wants to discuss prescribing a statin for me, and I'd like your take. About me, I am a female, 37. I weigh 104. Uh, for five feet tall, that's about perfect. I eat a low-carb diet most days. Okay. So this I is do a good little, amount of this exercise. Long thing. This, this, it is. She gives all of her numbers. It's into, a consult. This falls into the, the, the <laughs> genre of... I'm going to give you all my personal information, right? And I want you to answer very specific questions, yes. Which we can't really do, but no. Summarizing it, I, I think what we can say is that this person has an, ex, you know, good body composition. She's young. Yes, she's she athletic. Works out well. She's uh, good blood pressure. Superb diet, mm-hmm. and so she can't figure out why what exactly she wants to know. Does my profile appear to be at high risk? Let me give you these two numbers yeah. or three numbers, yeah. maybe four. Total cholesterol is 392. 392. LDL is 272. Mm-hmm. HDL is 104. Nice big garbage truck HDL. Right, right. And triglycerides are 80. Right. Does my profile appear to be at high risk? Should I consider a statin? Right. So here's here's why we can't answer that, because there's a missing piece to yeah. this. And the missing piece... There's is, high cholesterol in our family. Okay. So she Familial. may have a bona fide, what's called type 4 hyperlipidemia. Bona fide. Right. Okay. Real high cholesterol, mm. sometimes accompanied by high HDL. Yeah. And so today we saw an example of this. We saw a guy who has a high cholesterol, um, but a very high HDL. I think his HDL was 99. Mm. But when we did an EBT heart scan, we yeah. found a lot of plaque. We did this about 10 years ago, and then we repeated it, and it was even higher. 
Mm. So uh, he now does need to go on a statin, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, he has a family history of heart disease. Uh, for reasons unclear, or clear, because he has high cholesterol, uh, mm-hmm. he's at risk. Now, there are other people who we've seen who have high cholesterol over 300, and they have no plaque. They, they have, have no, no plaque. risk. Mm-hmm. So we can't tell based on the numbers and the presentation here. You yeah. could throw us like 29 pages of information, even more. You know, we could talk about, you know, your favorite yeah. books in childhood. We could talk about, you know, uh, what, uh, uh, you know, Netflix you watch. You know, we, any kind of mm-hmm. additional information will not resolve this question. No, it won't. So we need to image. So yes. now one of the things that uh, we've actually discussed a little bit is the limitations of the EBT heart scan, which looks at calcification. Yes. Now, calcification... Is the uh, hard plaque. Is the hard plaque. But there is... There are different types of plaque. Yeah. And it's been argued by some doctors who critique that test to say, well, you know, it'll tell you if you have hard plaque, but it won't tell you if you have soft plaque, which Mm -hmm. is actually more dangerous. Soft sounds good, but soft may be more sticky... And it, it can break off. Ulc- it may ulcerate. Yeah. Uh, it's the more active inflammatory plaque. Right. And the hard plaque is said to be more stable. It's stable. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's the body's spackle on yeah. the arteries, as you've sometimes yeah. pointed out, you use that term. Yeah. So uh, interestingly, I had an opportunity to uh, talk uh, to a representative of a company, and I predicted that they were going to do this, uh, mm-hmm. better ways of assessing risk mm-hmm. where they can look uh, and image the soft plaque and the dangerous uh, ulcerated plaque. Yeah. And they can now do this by means of what's called CT angiography. They have to give you an injection. Mm. The radiation is about the same as a mammogram. You go in a scanner, and they look at you six ways to Sunday. And this the, the company that's doing it, there may be other companies doing it, but the one that I talked to is called CLEAR, spelled C-L-E-E-R. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And CLEAR is doing a very sophisticated analysis of CT angiography, yeah. uh, which is beautiful. It's in multicolors. You can see the, the, the uh, hard plaque, which is blue, and you can see the dangerous plaque, which is red, and you can see the intermediate plaque, which is orange. They, they break it out. Yeah. And you can travel. Remember the you know Fantastic Voyage? Yes. That, that movie? It's almost like you can travel inside the arteries and you can sort of like, you know, see the, what, what's going on inside the arteries. It's yeah. amazing technology. And that test, I think, will supersede that. Now, the problem is it's not covered by insurance. And so mm. you have to pay 1200 bucks cash on the barrel head to get this test. Yeah. It should become state of the art. By comparison, EBT heart scan is like 150, 250, you know, in that yes, range. Yes. So, but again, it's only showing the hard plaque, hard as hard plaque to, which is which is great because, yeah, frankly, if it you still have tells zero, you something, it's you almost have a vanishingly small chance of heart True. attack. But here's when I do EBT heart scanning, I don't do sequential scans. Why? Because it's going to get worse generally. It's not going to get better. Yeah. But with the um, the clear technology, I might do sequential scans. I might start with a person and say, "Oh, you know, you have a lot of dangerous plaque." They might come back a year or two later and have more hard plaque. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm doing worse. But some of the more dangerous plaque may become hardened. stabilized yes. as hard plaque. Which would be progress. good. Yeah. Which would be, would be progress. progress. Yeah. Exactly. Lowers risk. Yeah. So anyway, so I guess you can get, you know, we'll, uh, in our summary, maybe we can put a link to that. Yeah. And, you know, you can find out about it. Elsie wants to know, what should I consider first before statins? Well, you know, it... 
I think Be- besides it, that scan or anything, it depends on your risk. Depends you know, on your you risk. Have, if you're a high risk, yeah. uh, you know, statins are an alternative for you. Yeah. Now, and she also has this is a funny question: Could drinking a coconut latte and being in moderate ketosis at the time of the blood draw have affected my numbers? Even though I fasted greater than fourteen hours, but then I consumed slightly. the coconut milk before the only very slightly, very slightly, yeah. 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 Unless you drank a gallon of it, yeah, yeah I don't. Or a quart of it. No, really. it's just that frankly, there's, no, coconut there's no cholesterol in that. Yeah, it's more yeah. saturated fat. It's more saturated yeah. fat, right? Right. So yeah, LC, get get the EBT heart scan at the very least because I mean you're very young and it's it's very likely that even if you have a very high cholesterol, that as a young woman you're protected. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to do. You know, normally you might say do that test at fifty or sixty, but with these numbers, you might. Uh, you might want to do it at 37. Because this is, you know, almost 400 cholesterol. It's getting younger and younger for everybody. They're wanting to perform <laughs> col- uh, colonoscopies on younger people now, maybe age 40 instead of age 50. Well, that's because of, all of uh, that. Your, what's his name with the, uh, the you know, the, the uh, star who died uh, recently, the African-American. Um, of colon cancer? Yeah, colon cancer. I don't remember uh, who um, that was. Um, oh, the name's going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to come back at 2 in the morning. Stay tuned in part 2 for, uh, you know, when we have a chance to look it up, you know, we'll find it. Uh, I, I always know his name, but he was in, um, oh. you know, the great movie. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. But that sort of highlights the higher heightened risk of African Americans for colon cancer. And, hmm. you know, younger and younger people coming up with, we had a 36-year-old with Yeah, he was cancer. about 36. Yeah. yeah. Um, which actually, I, I discussed that case in, uh, in a recent the, newsletter. Yes. So... Mm-hmm. Um, about iron, yeah, about anemia. Anemia, yeah, mm-hmm. which was the tip-off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll remember. Yeah, yeah. So, Elsie, best of luck to you. Let's see here. Oh, this is from Mr. Lucky. <laughs> what part of the brain... Is that, is that like a Clint Eastwood movie? Are you I don't know. lucky I don't today? Know. Really lucky, yeah. <laughs> what part of the brain contributes to memory and retention... Are there supplements proven to help with this? Thanks, guys. You're welcome, Mr. Lucky. Okay. It's mostly the hippocampus. Right. That is the part, right? Yes. But there's other parts, obviously, of the brain that have to do with memory. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what can shrink that very all-important hippocampus is too much stress. Stress cortisol. Cortisol, which is a stress hormone, can shrink your hippocampus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that stress can be caused by... Something as seemingly innocuous as too many Starbucks coffees in a day, too much caffeine mm-hmm. or something like that. Because all of that caffeine, all of that stimulant can also raise your cortisol to some degree. Mm-hmm. A lack of sleep can raise your cortisol. Excuse that me. can also... Chadwick Boseman. It's a kind is? of a weird name. Chadwick Boseman. Was Don't know the, who he is. He was, he was in Black Panther. Oh, he died at 43 oh, of uh, colon cancer. He was a mm. brilliant actor. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's just a terrible shock to people. I wonder what his vitamin D level was. Well, the, there is a higher uh, incidence of vitamin D deficiency among African Americans. True. Um, True. But, um, yeah, I mean, colorectal cancer disproportionately affects the black community. Okay. Enough said. So mm-hmm. that's why they're lowering the threshold. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Keep, go back. So, with regarding, go back to uh, the hippocampus. Right. What part of the brain, and are there supplements proven to help with this? Right. That helps you remember Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. <laughs> a 
uh, maybe. Well, you know, but, that, we can go into all these memory supplements. I mean, there's ginkgo yeah. biloba that has some bonafides. And yeah. Anything that helps mitochondrial energy may help the brain. Acetylocarnitine. Bacopa. Q10 or... U- is it Hooperzine? Hooperzine. Yeah. Um, Bacopa, we said. Yeah. Fish oil is helpful. Fish oil, DHA especially. DHA, you know. yeah. It's yeah. Some, you know, pycnogenol, anti-inflammatories, alpha uh, lipoic acid, yeah. premier antioxidant. Uh, curcumin, curcumin that crosses the blood B12, brain. B12, benfotiamin. Yes. You know. oh, oh, benfotiamin first. I would go yep. there first. Absolutely. There are more people walking around with thiamine deficiency, mm-hmm. apparently. So that it's really a thing. That yep. may also contribute to all the autoimmunity, the thiamine deficiency, which is very interesting. But we digress. Anyway. Yep. So, yeah, supplements to help with that. But listen, Mr. Lucky, it's much more important that you let go of the things in your diet that may be contributing to shrinking that very important hippocampus, sugar, caffeine, junk, you know, junky carbohydrates, refined flour, additives, preservatives. Let's not forget environmental pollution. Environmental which has pollution. has a detrimental effect on the brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Smoking, certainly. Yeah. Cer- certainly, yeah. Yeah, poor diet. Not enough sleep. Not enough mm-hmm. sleep yeah, will do which it. Which raises cortisol. Yes, that right. will do it. Absolutely. Blood sugar, obviously. Blood sugar, blood, unstable you know, blood sugar, high any, blood sugar. It's been shown that any departure from optimal hemoglobin A1C, which should yeah. be in the low fives, uh, raises, even without diabetes, raises your risk for cognitive decline. Yeah, yeah. And you know, another thing they did, I think it was PET scans they did on patients with Alzheimer's disease. You could see... And you know how the brain looks like cauliflower, like a cross-section of it? Yeah. It's like shrinking cauliflower. Yeah. Yeah. Wilting cauliflower. When they go wilting cauliflower. Right. As you and, look at all these different scans. And more... With the progression uh, holes, of Alzheimer's. You know, like... More holes, yeah. yeah. Right. Less places that are lit up or right. anything and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So remember that and, you know, keeping yourself at a healthy weight... Keeping your blood pressure Lead, in a healthy cadmium, range. Mercury, you know, some, All the heavy metals yeah. will contribute to that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and aluminum's made a comeback, and yeah, that could be a thing where we, we thought it was debunked, but now not so yeah. much. But we also have to unfortunately mention COVID because COVID can, in some cases, accelerate cognitive decline. Yeah. COVID is doing a whole lot of things. Well, there's the, the higher. It's like a universal virus. There's a higher virus. heart attacks worldwide. Mm-hmm. Is it the virus or is it the lack of medical care that people have had because they were uh, mm-hmm. in lockdown? Or it's unclear. Or, I mean, hypothetically, it even could be the vaccine because the vaccine engenders a kind of inflammatory response, may thicken yeah. the blood transiently. And some people have uh, coincidentally developed yeah. a stroke or a heart attack within weeks of getting the vaccine. I'm not saying the vaccine is is uh, not to be taken for that reason, but the, the, we have to keep an open mind. But it makes you think. Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. It makes you think. Absolutely. Thank you for your question, Mr. Good Lucky. A good tee off for a discussion. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, pause now because we divide our podcast into two parts. Uh, give us a preview of what's happening in part two. Is there any evidence that wearing masks significantly decrease oxygen and increase carbon dioxide to the extent that those wearing them jeopardize their health? All right. That's a whole podcast. Good concept. Um, We'll talk about that in part two. Thanks, Layla. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is our weekly Q&A with Layla, part of our Intelligent Medicine podcast series.